Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another Red Box review with your host, Cool Whip and Sugar <laughs> that sound must mean it is time for another episode of Cool Whip and Sugar Cane's Redbox Movie Reviews. I'm Cool Whip. I'm Sugar Cane. <laughs> I think I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that you just heard was Juicebox. Um, for those of you in our listenership out there that was expecting to hear another episode of Raising Nashville this week, we actually... We got you, bitch. <laughs> we are throwing it back to a podcast we used to have called Cool Whip and Sugar Cane's Redbox Movie Reviews because when we review a movie, it turns into this podcast. That's it right. just somehow uh, gets in the DeLorean and goes back in time and revisits us from a different podcast. Back to 2011 when times were simpler. That yeah. is correct. <laughs> Safer. And, and before we get into the episode this week, we do want to preface that this episode is and has been recorded on march 22nd 2020 we are currently in the first day of the not shelter in place it was a what was the what did the mayor call it it was like it was like uh basically shelter at home shelter or in place. it was a suggestion right yeah we, we are not in the state of tennessee in a full shelter in place at this moment we are in a suggestion period that we all stay at home right with that said with the pandemic out there of the coronavirus and COVID-19, again, we want to preference that this episode was recorded on March 22nd. There were two episodes that came out before this episode, and we hope you really enjoyed that. One was our 50th, which was a huge one. Very huge. Yeah. Our wives took over the podcast and just ripped through and I think did a slightly better job than we possibly did. It yeah. Definitely you. They kind of trash talked <laughs> us a little bit, but hey, uh, that's all right. Well, yeah, but um, it was fun to have them on the podcast and give us and our vocal cords a break for a week. And then after that was our 51st episode where we were uh, interviewed three different local podcasts here in Nashville, Dad's Drinking Beer, the 99% Local Podcast, and San Dimas Today. It's bourbon. It, yeah, it was Dad's oh, Drinking Bourbon. <laughs> Sorry. I am drinking beer currently, <laughs> so uh, that might help a little bit. Um, but we are back with an episode of Cool Whip and Shurikane's Red Box Movie Reviews because during these times, we have decided to do something that I think most of you out there have done with your isolation or your uh, quarantine or your social distancing, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure you're watching a lot of TV and movies. So we decided to dive into... Currently today, the number three in trending on Netflix, <laughs> yeah. which was the 1995 blockbuster Outbreak. It was a blockbuster? I, I, I tend to use that word a lot, don't I? Yeah, you do. I think it was. Um, I was looking at the... I was looking at the budget, and it was like a, had a $50 million budget, so I feel like that's a pretty big blockbuster. Plus, there was a lot of helicopter shots a and ton. stuff like that, and I was thinking about it at the time, like, 
that's pre-CGI. We, we can talk about it in a little bit, but you can tell, definitely tell that the they effects had, in this movie yeah, a lot some, of explosions yeah um, for, for sure. a, a lot of explosions for an, an outbreak of a virus well and I, one way to take care of a virus <laughs> yeah. is it yeah blow right. that shit That's, up apparently hey you said captain planet could burn a virus no right. i said i didn't say how captain planet would take care of the virus i just said that fire was probably one of the things that helped yeah hmm. okay so before we jump into this movie i also want to add like we were going to watch Contagion because that's allegedly a better movie, and none of us had seen that either. I don't know. Had you guys seen Outbreak? I had not seen either. I think I saw Outbreak back whenever it came out. See, I thought that too, and then when I watched it, I was like, nah, I haven't seen this. I knew. When it came on, I was like, man, I know that monkey. I've seen that monkey before. I'll so. tell you. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, but anyway, we were going to watch Contagion, then we got on Amazon, and it was like a $5 riddle, and I think all of us were collectively like, no. It was not even a thought between us. We texted each other and I think Juicebox said this is four ninety nine and we were like, Yeah, we'll go with Outbreak. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all have Netflix. So that's what we decided to do for you today. I'm sure some of you, probably most of you that listen to us out there have seen Outbreak in the last few weeks. Um because one Somebody's watching it, right? right. <laughs> yeah, it's through number three trending on Netflix. I have a feeling by the time this podcast comes out, it might be number one. I didn't see what was number one or two. I think Frozen 2 was one of those. That's not on Netflix, though. Yeah, is, it, something else. is that Disney Plus? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we can eliminate that because Frozen 2 was the other option for us to record today, and I am so glad that we did not do that. Me too. Yeah. So... I, let's dive into the 1995, I'm calling it a blockbuster, Outbreak. Um, the first thing that pops up on the screen when Outbreak starts, and I've never seen this movie, um, is a quote by a doctor named Joshua Letterberg. Mm-hmm. And the quote that just pops up on the screen could be relevant to us today, but it says, the single biggest threat to man's continued dominance on the planet is the virus. Right, right. So, I mean, obviously we're not dealing in numbers like they were in Outbreak or the severity of it, but is this current virus, COVID-19, the coronavirus, I mean, going to help our dominance on this planet? Help it? No. Hurt it? Maybe. Okay. I um, think it could help because it can hopefully help us understand how diseases spread a little bit easier. So next time something like this pops up, it's not even going to get to this level of where we're having to stay in our houses or you know not go out in public that's true yeah um so the first scene opens and they are in africa um so there's a disease that had apparently spread through a town of africa uh we can probably do some correlation here to what's the town that COVID 19 was found in wuhan Wuhan. hold on let's back up let's talk about who's in this movie yeah i want to jump into that too that's what i was about about to get into though we need to talk plot we need to talk about i know but the very first scene is in africa and there are a couple of people that visit this town and they're obviously they've got these masks on and all you can hear is voices right and the first thought i had was is one of those guys Josh Brolin. And I immediately got excited because it, I thought it was his voice. Come to find out, Josh Brolin's not in the movie. It was a big letdown for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a letdown with this story. No, it was a huge letdown for me. But when I did, when they started un- unraveling the cast 
and the opening credits come on, I start seeing some names and I immediately get excited, which throughout the word and I wrote down blockbuster because of the people that are in this movie. Exactly. I wish before we had watched it, we could have just been like, tell me who you think is in this movie or maybe ask somebody that had never seen this movie. Like, Hey, this is the movie that came out in 1995 it was a blockbuster. Yep. <laughs> is that blockbuster? <laughs> Tell me who was in it. I feel like people could guess four of the five like main, right. main actors. Yeah, I think movie. I could have got th- the main three. If we were in 95, I think I could have guessed it. If somebody would have said <laughs> now, who do you think was in out? Who do you think's in Outbreak? I did not look up Outbreak before I clicked play. And I had no idea until the opening credits who was in it. I didn't know who I didn't know who all was in it either. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised too. But yeah, if I was in 1995, I'm sure I could tell you everybody that's in it too. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I just think now you could just I'm think of like who is a popular 90s actor, and it's like they're in this movie. The, the, yeah, we're missing uh, like Tom Hanks Tom, or, or Tommy Lee Jones. Here's the here's my other theory. Like the, all the people that. I feel like this was being shot at the same time as Armageddon because like the other nineties people are all in that movie. Everybody that's in that movie is not in this movie. And everybody right. that's in this movie is not in uh, Armageddon. Point. Who made the right decision? I, who, I'm not watching Armageddon this week. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You never know. But you've definitely seen Armageddon. I don't think I have. You is that the Bruce be... Willis one? Um, no, it's the one. With... It is. It's it, the Bruce Willis one. It's yeah, Bruce, I, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, fly to an asteroid, blow it up with a nuke. Never saw oh, it. Oh, I'm thinking about the one with the uh, the Randy. Um, Independence Day? Independence Day. Okay. Independence a, Day and Armageddon kind of hand in hand. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. it was like Air Force One and uh, I mean aliens. Yeah, they're not. They're not the same movie. Gotcha. All right, so credits roll. We find out who is in this movie. Dustin we, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman does an amazing job. Hey. Although now that the F- Meet the Fockers tri- like trilogy has come out, I cannot get over the fact that Dustin Hoffman plays Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I he's, a, he's a solid actor. He's a good actor. So, yeah, he does a, he does an okay job in this. All right. I think he gets angry for no reason on some things, but okay. Sure. That's uh, his acting skills. Right. That's his thing. Yeah. Uh, you've also got uh, pre-rapey Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I think we can, we can talk about that, um, oh. about a few people in this movie. Oh, but. okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe, uh, and maybe it wasn't pre-rapey. Maybe it's prime rapey. I didn't think. Okay. Oh yeah, probably yeah, definitely probably right, prime rapey. Also blonde Kevin Spacey or like reddish uh, blonde. Has red the hair, hair sure. w- to yeah. me just threw me off. His it, whole character just like like even beyond thinking what a creep that we know Kevin Spacey is now, like that character was fucking creepy. I agree. Like, His hair looked like he tried to dye it blonde and it turned <laughs> orange. And I, within the first five minutes, my wife looks at me because we watched it together and she said, "He's gonna die." And I was like, <laughs> "My third master." My third note is off top. I want Spacey to get infected and die. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that to happen. You also have Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh yeah, in this movie, he he does a great job wearing army fatigues. And for a split second there, it took me a second because I literally thought that he was in the movie uh, Toys with Robin Williams, but I had to realize that that was LL Cool J, not Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay, I'll cut out that bit of racism. Yep, yep. <laughs> That was not intended. I just thought that he played the same role in two movies. And this is pre-touchy Cuba Gooden Jr. This right? is pre-touchy, yeah, pre, uh, pre, uh, pre-canceled groping? Cuba. 
pre Can we just say this is pre-everything? Well, hold on. There's a scene in the movie where he touches this uh, this other like lab assistant, and I was like, that was just unnecessary in that scene. It was weird, and I wonder if I was zoned in because, you know. Maybe so. I didn't pick now. up on that, but hey. Also, we have to talk about... Um, hold, sugar- on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Cuba Gooding Jr. did a good job in this movie? Yes. Okay. You have got to be kidding me. Like, I don't think he did a terrible job, but I wouldn't be like, like, this wasn't just like some great role. He didn't like do anything no, great. No, no, no. He saying, does not he just, play I a think, tough guy at all. I think out of everybody acting, he did, uh, he did a, he did a, fun, a, a good job. You thought his panicked acting was great? It was perfect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Up next is uh, one of Sugar Cane's favorite voice actors, Rene Russo. <laughs> I was going to say Morgan Freeman. Oh, oh. Because. Andy Dufresne still doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman, but we're we're getting closer by the uh, podcast. I oh, guess. Let me try this. <clears throat> Mataba. <laughs> that actually sounded pretty good. That was a little closer. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty good. Um, Donner, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yeah, like Donald Sutherland always been an old man his whole entire life. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Dude, I wrote my fourth note. Donald Sutherland is he immortal? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. How I mean, even in like, think about it, in Animal House when he was like the professor. Like, you know, he looked younger, but he still was old in that. Like, and that movie came out forty years ago. I think True. He, he was just in a movie too. I think like this guy. I, who knows how old he is? I think Kiefer Sutherland is also immortal. I think it's the whole family. They none of them age really. Uh, but Donald yeah. Sutherland does. Kiefer Sutherland's aged. Yeah. Has he? No doubt. I hadn't seen him lately. Donald Sutherland plays a pretty good bad guy in this movie. Um, although it's kind of an odd situation to have a bad guy. I don't even know if he's really the bad guy. Is he? Like, he's uh, just the guy that's taking orders he's and like delivering the orders. Yeah, he's the person that's not breaking the rules or whatever. Like, well, they have well, placed him as the bad guy. Well, he's also d- doing it to develop a weapon. Right, like wasn't that the whole thing that they developed it as a weapon, and he's just trying to keep the secret of the weapon. I guess that's true. I mean, he's a he's a company man. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately. it. Yeah, he's the there company man. There you go. Um, so then we have one of the hot doctors that women woo over from Grey's Anatomy. Patrick Dempsey is that, that his name? Yeah, that fucking threw me off too. At first, I was like, wait a minute. Is that Eddie Vedder? No, it's Patrick <laughs> Dempsey. Like, yeah. And then the guy who helps him get the monkey out of the hospital is one of the guys from those spoof horror movies. Um, Scary movie? No. One of the Wayans brothers? The the zombie spoof horror movies. There was, um, what is that? What are, what are those called? Shaun of the Dead? Sha- yes. The guy from Shaun of the Dead which Simon Pegg? Yes. No. Yes. No. It was no. not. No. no. That wasn't him? No. Oh, dude. dude. I think that was the security guard that let you Dr. Know. from Grace you're and Man. No. You're out of here. Oh. Then I, that's a letdown. So you'll look up Josh. Who was that? You'll then look who up was Josh, that guy? You'll look up Josh Brolin like, off of a random Nobody. Voiceover. Like, he is 100 people down on the IMDb. Like, I tried to figure it out. I could not. He was know. definitely not a nobody. We're going to come back to that, so I'm going to have some time to look that up. But, um, all right, so finally, and, and I don't think there are any other you know famous actors in this movie, but finally we have to get to the point where the lead female role in this movie is played by 90s Rene Russo. Yeah. Okay. So 
with this said, I have to ask, and I hope this isn't appropriate to our listenership out there. You hope it's not appropriate? It, not inappropriate. Is Rene Russo hot? Yes. Super okay. hot. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you guys agree. Yeah. Um, she was... Uh, See, yes. what, she gets me... <laughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Got excited for a she, second. She gets me excited the way Josh Brolin gets you excited. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Brolin oh, doesn't man. get me excited in that way. Can we can we rewind? No. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we rewind like to multiple different podcasts? Uh, no, I wrote down like Renee yes, Renee Russo is super hot. I mean, honestly, she was I think she was a model before she was an actress. So like it's not like sense. she, you know, it's not like people don't know she's hot. Okay. But she had the un- misfortune of doing some of her best work in the like nineties and early two thousands when hair was the worst. Like her hair is so terrible and the hair I wrote down everybody's hair in this movie is just terrible. I agree. Like every single person, Kevin Spacey, Renee Russo, like uh, Morgan Freeman. Well, yeah. I mean <laughs> he, just, he just has a military type haircut yeah. or whatever. But it was just like so Eddie P- Eddie Vedder, like I mean uh Patrick Dipsy, like Everybody had just terrible 90s hair. It's and true. I just wrote down, the 90s had the worst hair. I agree. Not really a point about this movie, just more a point about the 90s. But you know, in the 90s, they thought people in the 80s had the worst hair, too. I'm sorry. I'm just still looking. Uh, I'm still trying to prove the fact that that security guard was... Uh, uh, he wasn't, but I did find him. So we've given you who's in the movie. We've talked about... <laughs> Yeah, so let's yeah let's, let's just jump it. in and talk about a couple of the points. So so like we were talking about earlier, uh, not Josh Brolin and another guy show up to this camp where there's an outbreak of some sort, and this is in 1967. Yeah, like and it's in Africa. Is that what it was Zaire, yeah, Zaire. Africa? Okay, so they show up. They like go into this camp. They're like everybody's infected. What the hell? Let's get the hell out of here. And they're flying away, and they're like, send in the plane. So they send in a plane. Everybody thinks they're getting saved. They drop a nuke or something on this campsite. Right. So Or on this village. And I just wrote, like, I wrote down, dropping a nuke on the virus, this movie was definitely made in the 90s. I feel like every problem... In movies in the nineties, every problem was solved with a nuke. Or yeah, or it was the plot of a missing nuke or yeah, nukes were all abound. Yeah, that was it. It was just like nuke weapons everywhere. <laughs> so then they <laughs> So then it jumps to present day. Should we do should we do plot by juice box and then we'll read you the plot of the movie and then we'll and then juice box will summarize it with his own plot that's right and that is a cool up and sugar canes red box movie review staple um we have a segment called plot by juice box okay so the original plot is army doctors struggle to find a cure for a deadly virus spreading throughout a california town that was brought to america by an african monkey that's it yep okay Okay. so mine i tried to keep mine kind of short and sweet just like that Two people on the verge of divorce rekindle their love over the blood-tiered, pus-blistered, virus-infecting populace of a small California town. That makes it sound better. I mean, um, there's rekindled love. There's, you know, they they've got uh, something to overcome. Um, right. That's yeah. really at, the, at what's at the crux of it is the, the love. It story. is. It has nothing to do with an outbreak. It's just a love story, yeah. which is. A main line of every single 90s movie. It's very 90s. I guess that's true. My movie marriage is really going to just 
bang it out. Just tie it up. So in this movie, again, uh, to recap, the virus uh, comes from one single monkey, one tiny little cute monkey that you would see in the zoo that you would definitely want to pet. Totally. And that monkey also was a star on the TV show Friends. Was Same it really? Monkey. Same monkey, man. That was a pop- that was a busy monkey. How long do monkeys live? I don't know, but the nineties were great for that. I mean, that monkey's dead now. He's okay. Was he well, it I'm, wasn't the monkey in uh what what is it, Hangover Three? Mm. I don't know. No, I don't is there like one trained actor monkey? Did that monkey also star in like its own like soccer kids movie? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's a nice. He was thing. the star no, no, no. of a soccer that's, kids movie. That's a good point, dude. The monkey is not listed on the IMDb, and it damn well should be because it has multiple. It has more credits than yeah. a lot, most people, like most regular people. Okay, so th- more than that security <laughs> fucking guard. And did you- <laughs> so, <laughs> during this movie, you find out this monkey is not carrying one virus, but two, two strains of the same virus, and the single host of this this these two viruses is one tiny monkey right like right it can't go into another being or body and become a host in another one it is all narrowed down to one tiny monkey carrying two strains of the same or or, yeah two strains of a virus and i have to say that when they discovered like the virus like then they're going through x-rays or little you know things that they put under a microscope the virus looks like a knot that they would teach you in Boy Scouts. That that shit was so 90s, too. Like, it was like, we don't have the technology or budget to show anything cooler, so there's just this thing, like, that looks like a loop, and here's a loop that looks exactly like it, and they're like, look, it's slightly different, and this is, like, a major plot point right here, in this tiny little, this tiny little jagged line on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then when, so before it gets to the United States, they find out that, um, what is it? The doctor from Grey's Anatomy, Patrick Dempsey, yeah. is, is been infected by the host monkey because he steals the monkey from a lab or from a monkey facility. <laughs> that, I don't know what they call yeah, those things. The, yeah. He's, yeah he, what the hell was he, that? He needed to make like. some extra cash. So he takes the cutest monkey in the monkey asylum and takes him to try to sell him to a, a pet store. Which yeah. to me is hilarious. Then he attracts a, or uh, he gets the virus. Right. He gets on a plane. He gets the virus because the monkey spits in his face or does something else into his face. They don't really show whatever he does is off camera. Yeah. So yeah. So he gets on this plane and he's. I, I have no idea where he's going, but Let's he looks awfully sick, like flu sick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. He's. Well, he's got <laughs> he's the. Like he looks like he's dying. He's, he's got the shit, man. When the little kid comes up and wants to grab the cookie. Um, but then you get that classic 90s arm save from his mom, grabs the arm right before he touches the cookie. Yeah. So, because you think the kid's going to get it. Yeah, and then you're, you're like, like oh, oh. She's like, okay. Billy, you don't eat strangers' fucking cookies. Do we have to talk about this again? What the fuck? Especially when a bite has already been taken right. out of it. Billy. And the kid's like, Are you going to eat the rest of that? A complete stranger. You're going to get a spanking when we get home, Billy. This, all right, this character's name is Jimbo. All right. The, yep. the Patrick Dempsey dude eddie vetter um and i feel like in our current situation he is the spring breakers in miami <laughs> uh that yeah. that's okay. very true yeah. and and before he gets on the plane and and tries to seduce the kid with the disease he also lets them lets the host go in the middle of the woods so he can't illegally sell the monkey because he fucked up and got a a, ma- a male instead of or a female instead of a male yeah mm-hmm. he's like well i'll just cut my losses let it off out here in the woods so 
Patrick Dempsey's on the plane. The plane gets off. He gets sick in the airport. His girlfriend gets sick. You all see them go to the hospital. Well, let's talk about that real <laughs> quick. Yeah, let's talk let's about that. Open mouth that. kiss. Yes. Like, oh, my God. That dude was obviously just in the worst shape. And it's just like, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts spinning out. And, fucking, like, <laughs> and this chick's just like, oh, I'll miss you anyway. Fuck it. Let's make out. <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't just make out. It was sloppy. like open mouth. I mean, like, we've sloppy. all missed our significant other. But, I mean, let's talk, let's talk about this. Like, they get off a plane looking like that. I don't even. You're like, nope. Dude, I, I, I've never kissed my wife like that ever. Uh, I was gonna say it's probably been like since like middle school, especially not like, in public. <laughs> middle school since I made out like that. Right so those two contract the virus. Room. He's about to die. She's now got it. Um, oh, and yeah. then they put him in the hospital. Rene Russo kind of takes over at this point. And there's a specific scene in this movie that I just think is absolutely '90s and hilarious. Is the fact that. They test everybody on the plane, right? And they only have two tests, so they're all excited in this like control room. Mm-hmm. And that they, they find out the airline's clean. They've, they this is before they find out about the town of California. They're all celebrating in this control room, and then a fax comes in about a movie theater, and literally a fa- the fax comes in just stops the entire room from celebrating, and they all congregate around the fax machine, and then the mood just goes from one to the other. That fax could have been a congratulations. That fax could have been uh, just another thing that they've got to work on, or more. I don't know copies. I, I have no idea. Oh, before but, they even read it, they yeah, just like it just stopped, <laughs> and they all go to the fax machine, and they're all just like disappointed and down. Maybe wow. that's the mm. shit hit the fan fax machine. Something only comes yeah. through. I, don't know if it's like, I didn't think about that. It's like the red, red button. Yeah. So okay. at this point in the movie, I get up to either take a leak or go smoke or something, and I I lost. I did not realize how the virus got to the movie theater in the town in Northern California, which is where most of the movie takes place. That was all from, because the dude, okay. Oh, is this yeah. stumped y'all too? Did y'all take breaks guy. at this time? No, 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 no. 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 Uh, there's like several things that happened. It was like the dude that got scratched inside the pet store, got sick, right. went to the doctor, they took his blood they put the blood in a centrifuge machine that like spins it around to circulate to separate it out or whatever. That thing exploded on a dude's face and sprayed the blood into his face. And then like he was like freaking out. And the doctor like cleaned him up. And was like, "Oh, I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, you'll be all right." And then like he was like, "I'm nervous about get- passing something to my girlfriend or something." And he's like, "No, you're good." Sends the dude home. He goes to the movie theater. Bucky. <laughs> and he's all he is all jacked up wait movie all of this happened while i was taking a yes. leak yeah it happened so fast that's what i was gonna say it happened so fast in the movie like it just and i guess that's kind of good it shows it shows you how quickly yeah. the thing can like escalate and spread but i guess you missed the scene where the dude sneezes in the movie theater no, i, and I it, saw oh, that okay. that's where i came back okay so yeah that's it like the that, airborne it gets in people's mouths that's he the goes, guy well, that was testing the blood, and the centrifuge machine exploded in his face and sprayed blood all over him. Yeah. So there was so many things that happened in this movie that it even just like help perpetuate this spread. You like, should have paused it. <laughs> so he he opened he, he opened the spinning machine <laughs> because early. he wasn't paying attention because he was listening to a radio baseball game. That's and he was like really <laughs> into this baseball game. He's like, oh shit! Like he like he had a lot of money on it or something. He's like, oh no, oh man, no! And he just opens the machine and just blood all over him. He's like, <gasps> oh my god, I fucking forgot about that ass. <laughs> 
Uh, Maybe I should go back and rewatch that fucking, scene. It is fucking movie. It's great. And then <laughs> with Dustin Hoffman's in the in the hospital and he's seeing all these sick people and he's like, it's it's spread in a movie theater. Now you got to think. Now this was a blockbuster, right? Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of people in theaters watching this, and mm-hmm. he's looking almost at the camera and says, "It's spread in a movie theater." Breaking the fourth wall almost, in nineteen ninety five. Almost. Yep. I mean, you got to think people are probably getting a little itchy in there. Like, eh. that's the point. So we got a quarantine town in California. This is pretty much where the entire movie takes place. Uh, there's about twenty eight hundred people that live in this town. Um, and they are all going ballistic, finding out that they all have this virus. They shut the town down, military everywhere. In fact, they said 2,800 people in this town. There was a point in the movie where I thought there was 2,800 troops in that town with them. Like I mean, one troop a, for one person. It almost seemed like it. I mean, that was like a full military lockdown. That's when we get into the helicopters, the explosions. the Everything is going on in this tiny little northern California town so they can uh, kind of keep it into one area. Uh, it gets so po- to the point where they are all trying to escape the town and people are just trying to help them through this pandemic. And they're driving off. Trucks are getting blown up. Um, there was one scene where I, I, I wrote down, oh, shit, truckers got got for real. Um, I mean, by like yeah. a fucking military helicopter. You don't take shots at a <laughs> military helicopter. So, I was well, going to say, could that have been more predictable? It's three like redneck looking dudes in the in a, you know, single seater Ford, old Ford truck. It's like, okay. As soon as we see them drive by that other car, it's like, well, I know how this is going to unfold immediately. Yeah. What would the guy in the Bronco say? He's like, all right, get down, kids. <laughs> What's Bobby doing? Yeah. <laughs> Billy, I wrote that was Billy Ray Cyrus. That, that's where I wrote down, oh, shit, the cure is to kill them all. Um, and I started thinking about that Metallica album. Um, well, but, we had already seen that the cure was to kill them all because that's what they did in the first two minutes of the movie. True. Right. Um, so Donald Sutherland and the president have the cure. They don't give the cure. They want to infect other people. This is how they control the world. And then, you know, the uh, te- the all-star team of Dustin Hoffman, Cuba Gooding Jr., Rene Russo. Um, and I'm going to give Kevin Spacey a little bit of credit on this. I think all of them were the reason that you know, we're still alive. Okay. I, mean, I give Kevin Spacey no credit. No credit? Yeah. He, he was pretty decent through the first half. I think he was trying to help. Yeah. He's just a cocky asshole. Yeah. He, he mm. did need to You die. have that co-worker. Why'd you point at me? Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> All right, so we do a thing. That's the movie. You've seen the movie. We gave our take on a couple of scenes. It it goes on and on. I just want to jump in and like say one last thing. Like they finally they find the monkey, Cuba Gooding Jr. tranquilizes a shot the monkey from like far away with a pistol in one shot, like just like with a girl in the yeah. (laughs) That shit was so that scene. There were so many scenes in this movie. I was just like, this is so cheesy this is so over the top cheesy they're like oh the only the little girl can draw the monkey out okay she's drawing the monkey out oh of course she steps in front of the shot like can we can we please just like pull every single cliche of a hat and write it into this movie true um then they finally get the monkey back to the place they literally make the cure in like five minutes right oh yeah like like 
all of a sudden he comes in with a bag of Mountain Dew and is like, plug this into Ray, Rene Russo's shit. And then Might as well have been a Rocky montage. I mean, as fast as this cure was, <laughs> right. was yeah. done. Thank God the person that was making the cure wasn't listening to a baseball game. Uh, <laughs> we also have to bring up that badass helicopter chase. Um, you get chases in movies. That that was pretty well done. That I has think. to be the whole budget, right? We yeah. looked it up. There was a $50 million budget. That had to have cost $20 million, right? There's some impressive going under that bridge and yep. along that rock wall was tight. I think the helicopter chase was the climax for me. I think... Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character should have been a helicopter pilot instead of a fucking scientist. But I mean, well, I, you know, he made he did make that cure in five. I minutes. don't think that he was a helicopter pilot. He was a helicopter. That was his only thing, right? I thought he was like, no, he, was, I, I think he was in the science part of it. But then I guess he also served flying. So I don't know. Maybe oh, cross train that either. Yeah. yeah. Because he mean, was like, said he'd spent tons of hours flying <laughs> choppers. I mean, the other guy, remember Donald Sutherland talks to the other pilot and he's like, you're the best one in the, in the. But when you Air see Force, Cuba like, Gooding yeah. Jr. originally take off in the helicopter for the first time, he's like all over the place trying to get even up in the air. Then all of a sudden on this chase, he can go under bridges and like cut corners and I right. mean, do some Star Wars type shit. It was right. dope. Yeah, exactly. Making yeah. a Kessel run in 4.3 parts. <laughs> Sorry. See, I'm telling uh, you, man, Cuba, Cuba Gooden, he's the Well, he star. wasn't really flying the helicopter, man. I like, don't know, man. So they find the monkey, save the day, and then you have that classic 90s scene, and we talked about this before the podcast, where everybody, there's like mass hysteria, and everybody's somehow sitting around ambulances, and they're all okay, with like bandages yeah. and like cl- cloths on, or uh, towels on, or blankets, whatever. And the couple gets back together at the end that was getting divorced at the very beginning. Yep. yep. Um, you know, because they went through a tragedy and sometimes that brings you closer together. That's right. You yeah. realize what's important. It's not those two dogs they kept fighting about. Right. They should fast forward to like six months later and they're like, yeah, this really ain't working out. Yeah. So Maybe there are a sick. couple of things we do on Cool Whip and Sugarcane's Redbox movie reviews. A couple of segments we like to do. One is uh, movie marriage. And that is where we take two movies that have absolutely nothing to do with this movie and we marry them because and create a baby with those two movies which would be outbreak at this point we have a theme oh it's time for this week's movie marriage i need to tell you something i'm pregnant are you sure I got seven kids. I think I know what I'm talking about. And if you've listened to this podcast for this long into today's episode, if you go on our social media channels at Raising Nashville Podcast, you know where to find us, and you comment on what movie that sound clip came from, you are going to win (laughs) an autographed picture (laughs) of us three at Nashville Nightmare this past fall. We so we still don't have any takers. Huh? No one wants it. We no will send it. that to you via the mail when we're able to go outside of our houses. Um, but you will receive that autographed picture of all three of us at Nashville Nightmare, which happened in October. Anyway, so movie marriage, where we take two movies and we marry them together to become uh, to have a baby. That baby is the 1995 blockbuster Outbreak. Who wants to go first? <clears throat> all right, the mother of uh, my movie marriage is Twister. <laughs> and the father is the fugitive twister because you have that love thing between the two scientists mm-hmm. um and then the fugitive uh because harrison ford is the monkey and he doesn't like to be in cages so 
That's it. <laughs> okay. That, that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does. Okay. My movie marriage is uh, one that I haven't seen. It's called Contagion. Maybe one day I'll pay the four ninety nine to watch it on Amazon. And I have married that with another blockbuster that I have seen named Congo. Um, we've got monkeys. We've got an outbreak. We got we got outbreak. Okay, that's funny that you said Congo because I also put down Congo because there I was like. I think I was kind of confusing this movie with some scenes from Congo or something. Like yeah. I was thinking of like when people got attacked by a bunch of monkeys or something like that. And I was thinking that was like the beginning and how it spread. But I think that was just the beginning of Congo and everybody died. Yeah. I, well, really start, I really don't know if I remember that movie that well. Congo was point, just a gorilla that took over, right? And there's bad gorillas too. Yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. that's what it was. They were like psycho gorillas or something. Oh right? yeah. Cause they or got like, infected with something. S- right. No, they're protecting no? like a city. What? what? That's yeah, Planet of the Apes. No, no, no. They're protecting like an ancient technology, lasers and shit. What? Yeah, Wait, Michael no, Crichton. no. That's Michael not the Crichton. Congo. It's I Michael remember. Crichton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe I have not seen Congo either. Maybe, I don't know what movie I thought that I'd seen that I thought was this movie that I then I thought was Congo. <laughs> I don't know. Good Lord. So <laughs> We're going to roll so, with that, though. So anyway, I put Congo and Armageddon. Because Armageddon is like the like I said the classic '90s movie. You solve your problem with a nuclear weapon. There you go. They solved their problem with a nuclear weapon. Or yeah. I'm sorry, in this movie, I guess it wasn't technically a nuclear nuclear weapon. It was some kind of super bomb, though. Gotcha. It's, it's very '90s. All right. So another uh, t- uh, another segment that we have on Cool Whip and Sugarcane's Redbox movie reviews is we create a tagline for the movie, and this is how this works. Every single movie out there that you know of, you may know have. You might not have heard it, but it has a tagline. Um, so it's outbreak, blah. And Juicebox is going to read us the tagline. And then what we do is we create our own taglines right. to have a little fun with it. In a movie voice. Yeah, In a you movie. Have you have to do the movie voice. So there was two taglines for this movie, which was kind of strange. So I'll read them both. First one, outbreak, try to remain calm. That's not a bad tagline. Not bad. Yeah. Second one. That's what everybody should heed the advice of right now. Right. In March 22nd. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Second one. Outbreak. This animal carries a deadly virus, and the greatest medical crisis in the world is about to happen. That. Which I feel like was almost like, I don't know if that's actually a tagline, or I don't. It's that was on the movie poster. I don't know on those pop ups you see at the theater. No, I'm sorry, this is on IMDb. Like I grabbed them off. IMDb is generally pretty good about having the taglines, but this one for some reason has two. Sure, it it seems like it should be in the greatest medical crisis in the world is about to. I don't know. Happen just seems like such a weird word. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It is weird. All right, so those are the taglines for the 1995 blockbuster blockbuster outbreak. Now, what we do is we kick it back to ourselves and create our own taglines. We like to have a little fun with it. We've seen the movie. We know what it's about. So, in one sentence or a couple of words, sum it up. Outbreak. It's spread in a movie theater. (laughs) I feel like y'all are just digging at me all the time. Outbreak. Get that monkey. (laughs) What? That was the whole point, right? Yeah, yeah. Get that monkey. Outbreak. It's probably not good to watch this film today.
I want you to try again. <laughs> I will. Outbreak. When money's tight, Netflix it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's good. Outbreak. This pandemic saved us money on divorce lawyers. <laughs> that's a good too. Gotcha. Outbreak. Kevin Spacey fucking died. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're all glad that he did. Outbreak. Yeah. At least three people in this movie have been canceled. <laughs> you're, you're right. That's, That's like 80-90s movies you watch now, though. It's like, well, yeah, you're done. Yeah. You live too long. <laughs> Outbreak. Donald Sutherland says, kill them all. Outbreak. Donald Sutherland is still alive. <laughs> That's true. All right. Before we get into rating, um, which is something that we love to do on this show, we have our own personal ratings. I have a question for you guys and our listenership out there. Who you got? The current Trump administration or <laughs> the combination of Dustin Hoffman, Cuba Gooding Jr., Kevin Spacey, Rene Russo, and Morgan Freeman. I would give them a shot. I'm talking real care. I'm talking real people. Who you, you got? Would you give them a shot? Or oh, like the are we giving our current administration? The, like the actual actors. Yes, the actors. Mm. But acting. Acting like what? They're acting like people who can save us Man, currently in today's time. First, they had this question: like, what am I, what am I supposed to? So I, I'm going to choose actors that are acting like they can save me in a situation. <laughs> <laughs> What's the choice? What's even the choice there? You're making us pick the Trump administration. You're forcing I'm us not, to pick that. I'm not. I I think that I would take the Shut actors. The fuck they play. <laughs> you want actors acting like they know what they're talking about. Yes. <laughs> but Morgan Freeman said he's going to save us, you guys. He told me. I swear. They've had to study so many roles. I guarantee you, collectively, they could take this thing out. Do I have to go back to Captain Planet? Uh, you need to go to the next question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then, with that said... Uh, what we uh, again? What we like to do on uh, Cool Up and Sugarcane's Red Box Movie Reviews is we like to rate this movie. Movie. We used to call it something different, but uh, we want to rate this movie. We all have our sim- uh, rating systems. If you've listened to past episodes, even Raising Nashville episodes, um, you know our rating system. We picked our favorite movies. There are three sound clips of those movies. So what we want to do is go around the room and rate these. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it my lowest rating. No! No! I was almost gonna give it my middle of the road, but I thought I just don't. I just don't. I just don't care that much. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and give it. I got it! I got it! I got it! I don't got it. You clutch. Because I honestly think that I've never seen this movie before. I thought it was entertaining. When I grew up, I loved blockbuster films, things that came out in the summer, things that were, you know, had big names, big stars, big budgets. This is no different. Um, What I can say is I would suggest that our listenership out there stop watching movies like these because it is only creating more 
uh, anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but it, it's creating this sense of imagination towards what we're currently dealing with becoming something like this, and it's not going to. So uh, I'm giving it middle yeah. of the road, just solely movie purposes. It's not going to because they they're not going to drop a bomb on us. Uh, yeah. So I'm going with cool with. So I'm going with sugarcane on this one. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Which is my lowest rating because I thought this movie was complete garbage. I don't think anybody should waste their two hours of their life watching it. Even right. if you're on lockdown at home, I think you should fold laundry or do some dusting over watching this movie. That's a good one. I disagree. With all of the things out there that you're currently watching, you're running out of things to watch. You've binged your shows. You've seen the movies a hundred times. You've seen the new stuff. You might have sprung for the 1999 movies that are out in the theater currently um, because we're all trying to do what we can to get by. This is something that I suggest that could be entertainment. If you if you haven't seen this movie, I'm not saying don't watch it, but I disagree with both of you. I got a question. So what are you watching right now? What do you mean? Like, you know, what are you watching? Well, last night I watched uh, Strange Wilderness. I, I did spring three ninety nine for The Shining. Oh, um, you've never seen The watch, Shining before? I, I, I think I own it on DVD. But oh, I would yeah. rather pay three ninety nine than get a DVD player out, which I don't even know if I still have. Um, but yes, the answer is I wouldn't pay four ninety nine for Contagion because I knew we were going to have to watch one or the other. Mm. So can I ask you this? If you pay three ninety nine for a rental, why didn't you just pay like the nine ninety nine and go ahead and buy The Shining because you'll probably want to watch it again? Because yeah. I don't know, I don't trust technology that far yet. I don't trust that I'm paying nine ninety nine and it's just going to stay on my TV and app forever. Uh, it'll I be saved you. in your prime. I mean, it'll be saved. Okay, let's let's think about this. You'll probably watch The Shining at least two more times over the next year. Mm-hmm. I think that being March twenty second, that we don't know what the future holds. When this episode comes out, Amazon could no longer be a thing. Taco Bell's could be the only restaurants left. That is what I'm hoping for. And I know all three of us are hoping for that. And Dennis Leary is living in the sewers. <laughs> but right. he's the one with the cure. What uh, juice box? What are you watching? Last night, Dana and I watched Bombshell. Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. It's a movie about Fox News with um. Oh yeah, is it good? Oh god, what is it? Margot Char- Robbie. And- yeah, Charlize Theron. It is. It it's good, and I just want to say like Charlize Theron is legit. Like one a really awesome actor. Hell yeah! Like she is so good at like she can play so many different roles, and she's good at like adapting to just whatever that character is. Like, and on the side, you know. Obviously, she's very attractive, right? But it's like even beyond that, she can just like disappear into like whatever role she's playing. That's cool. All right, so uh, good, good movie. Uh, John Lithgow plays Roger Ayers, dude. He nails it too. John oh, yeah. Lithgow is another person. That, he's a solid actor. Yeah, he's he, good. people think about him like Mr. Henderson, Third Rock from the Sun. That's what I was gonna say. That cheesy ass TV show that yeah. was just like came on when we were kid or younger. You know, like I feel like that's what he's known for. But man. He's he's good. He's he was a big actor. late '80s actor. Yeah, he was. Um, he, he was in a lot of good shit. That season of Dexter that he was on, that was one of the like the that that's one of the best seasons of television ever, probably. Where he was the bad guy. Yeah. Um, I'm watching right now a show called. It's on Netflix and it's called Tiger King. 
I have seen the preview. Like that's been popping up a lot, dude. Preview have has you, been popping up. Have you watched the whole preview, like all the the full trailer? Yeah, and with that music video at the end and all that. I have not made oh, it that far. I don't know far. if I've seen the music video. Oh, dude! So <laughs> we started watching this thing, and it's about this guy named Joe Exotic. And I, I it is the wildest shit I've ever seen. If it if it's all believable, yeah. okay, it's uh, it's worth watching. This well, is all such old news at this point. That's right. true. Yeah, it's uh, true. I, I, I probably that. have already given it a chance. Okay. Yeah. We'll do a follow-up. Um, well, we hope you enjoyed another episode of... Ra- uh, oh, I almost slipped. Another episode of Cool Up and Sugar Cane's Redbox Movie Reviews doing business as Raising Nashville this week. Wherever you are out there, if you are listening to podcasts because you are tired of watching TV, you have read all the books in your house, and now you are down to the bottom of the pits where you're listening to podcasts, um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, we're here every Monday. Wherever you are, uh, if you are listening to this through Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, um, wherever you get your podcast, please take 30 seconds and go on there and like us and rate us. Tell your friends about us. Go on our social uh, media where we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Raising Nashville. Shit, you know where to find us. But just like our stuff, enjoy it, DM us. If there are any episodes that you want us to do, subjects you want us to cover, we will certainly consider it. Thank you so much again for this week. And uh, talk at you later. Uh, disinfect. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear.